Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Alex. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, it's an exciting week. It's a huge week. We have so much going on this week. Yes. So um, well, lay it out. Yeah. Okay. So this Wednesday, well, obviously today, Monday, new episode. Yay. Yes. Wednesday, we're going to a book signing. Woohoo! So excited at um, Eagle Eye Bookstore in Atlanta. And it's for Danielle L. Jensen's new book. Uh, Fate Inked in Blood. Thank you. Um, so super excited about that. And Kate Dramas is actually going to be the host of it. Yes. Um, she wrote A Curse of Saints, which right. we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And A Curse of Sins comes out later this year. Yeah. I think summer. I think so. Um, and then Thursday, mini-sode. Yep. Great mini-sode. And then Friday, Romantazine. The new spring issue of Romantazine comes out. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. Like, oh. putting out the first one was super hard, but putting out the second one, I almost... It was fun. It was fun, but it was almost harder because I feel like I, we have expectations on ourselves now, or at least <laughs> I do. Um, so it's good. It's bad. It's yeah. all the feels, but we're super proud of it. So yeah, you can pre-order it. You can sign up for email newsletters, yeah. all the things. So... Yeah, if you head on over to our Instagram at Romantazine, or if you go to our Fairies and Fangirls website, there's a whole section dedicated to Romantazine if that's something that interests you. But I mean, we're talking to Kate Golden. Mm-hmm. Sarah created this beautiful, like, birth flower horoscope, <laughs> bookish horoscope. It's gorgeous. Um, we have a crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. We talk about tropes that aren't okay in real life. Yes. <laughs> we we just, we have so many just such fun yes. things in it. Yeah. Well, it's different than the first one because I feel like the first one was really centered around CC3. Yeah. Um, this well, because one, it was a big thing in the community. For sure. Yeah. This one is everything yeah so like much smaller features which is kind of fun I think I think so mm-hmm. and there's a lot more from the community in there yeah for they've sure. been able to get so much more involved so you get to see ads from some authors you mm-hmm. get to see us highlighting more businesses you get to see recipes coming mm-hmm. in from from the community there's just there's so much goodness infused just beyond Sarah and I yes so <laughs> it's gonna be really special yes Uh, so check it out Mm -hmm. please um but yeah no I'm so excited for this week I I am so stoked to meet Danielle L. Jensen the creator of the Bridge Kingdom like Mm -hmm. the more I think about it the more I want to cry because I'm like you're so good at writing yeah um so I'm 
so stoked. I'm very excited. Well, when we signed up for this, I didn't even realize it was the same author. I was just it's like, hilarious. A romantic author is coming. I need to see her. And then lo and behold, Bridge Kingdom. So yeah. I'm pumped now. <laughs> <laughs> you were pumped before, but now you're like extra super pumped. pumped. Yes. Um, okay. In the midst of doing all these things, though, mm-hmm. we've still managed to read a few books. We have. Shockingly. <laughs> you want, I know, right? Um, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, so one of the books that we got, um, an author actually sent it to us. It's called Black Crown by Courtney White. Mm. Um, and after reading this, like the the biggest overall description I could think was Princess Diaries meets a witch kingdom. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's, it's definitely YA. Um, so like no spice or anything like that, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. But, um, you know, she finds out that she's inherited this whole witch kingdom <laughs> similar to Princess Diaries. Um, so she kind of like goes over there, learns everything about being royal and how to be a witch and okay. all these things. So it's a little bit of self-discovery, a little bit of witch kingdomness. So um, personally, like it wasn't my favorite book, but it yeah. could just be that I... I don't know. I think once you kind of reach a certain age, YA is a little bit harder Mm. to like love as much as adult fantasy. Um, So I think for me that that was like the disconnect was I was wanting like deeper relationships and like more adventure. And I think that's just, it was a YA book. It's a YA book. So I think it just wasn't for me in this stage of life, but it was enjoyable. And I, you know, also, did you know it was more of a YA book going in? I did in? not. I did not. See, so not I, having that expectation set is also always a big thing. Definitely makes a difference. So yeah. Totally. So I think if you're into a YA Princess Diaries meets Witch Kingdom, I think this could be for you for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. What else have I read? Um, oh, I just read, this is an arc actually. So I think it'll be out by the time this airs. Yeah. February 20th. Ooh. So just came out. Um, it's called Icebound by Meredith Trapp. Oh, hockey romance, right? Hockey romance. <laughs> Your new favorite. <laughs> My new favorite. Um, and this is an age gap hockey romance. Okay. So like, apparently this is a trope that I didn't know was a trope. Age gap? Age gap. I, guess I mean, it's... we're into like 500 year old Faye. That's an age gap. I know, I guess so. But I never really think of it like that. What's the age gap in this one? So it's only 11 years old or 11 years difference. I mean, it's an age gap, but it's not like gross. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, when I heard age gap, I was like, is this going to be like 20 30 years Ooh, but it's it's not i shouldn't say gross i don't no. want to ache someone's like yeah people but like whatever you want just for me personally for me when we get over like 15 i start to go uh. yeah so but he's like 33 <laughs> she's 22 so it's not like okay not crazy age but um but yeah so it was cute i gave it like three and a half stars really enjoyed it definitely a lot of spice it was like a four to five chili <laughs> spice spice um but very well written um enjoyed it I struggled to relate to the main character a little bit she had a lot of anxiety Mm. um and it was like debilitating in some instances and I've just personally like I'm blessed in that I've never experienced that kind of anxiety so like it was very hard to relate to like her just like inner monologue and like experiencing that and like always constantly worrying about that yeah to me I was almost like get over it but I know that's like the, <laughs> I know that's the wrong reaction I was gonna say was this an interesting experience of empathy Maybe, that we yes, went through <laughs> slightly I was like oh like I and I mean I know like you have anxiety like I know right plenty of people that do so it's it's interesting to read the mindset of it. I'm like, that sucks. If that's yeah. like what you're dealing with you're like, all is, the time. Is this what your brain is like? Right. <laughs> so it was good perspective. Also, he was like a cat dad and that's so not my thing. Um, but otherwise, 
the main man was totally fine in my book. I'm um, cat dad. I'm so sorry. Cat dad. Yeah. I was like, uh, you know what my biggest turnoff was not that. to like totally sidetrack. I tried to read a discovery of witches, which mm-hmm. I know so many people love. Right. So many people love this. I watched the first episode and it was good, but there's a vampire that mm-hmm. does yoga. Yeah. It's a little weird. No, <laughs> I do not. Maybe like in my head, I'm like a vampire doing yoga is like exceptionally bad. But like, why do you exercise? Also, I don't think, um, I think in the way a cat dad would turn you off, I think any man just like doing yoga, I'd immediately be like, who are, what are you doing? (laughs) Go throw a ball. Like what? (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So it it was enjoyable. I three and a half started. So it was good. It just, those were my icks with it. Yeah. So, fair enough. Fair um, enough. But yeah, definitely read if you're into hockey romance. I love so. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but certainly not least is um, an amazing author actually sent us that sent this to us. And we've um, hopefully we're going to get the arc for her third book. But um, <gasps> the first one's called Blood and Steel. It's the Legends of Fesmar series by Helen. I'm probably going to say her last name wrong. Sure. 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 I don't know. It's like S C H E U R E R. Yeah. It's a lot of letters. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I definitely really enjoyed this book. I gave it four stars, two chili spices. It had like from Blood and Ash vibes, but I felt yep. like this was almost a not a better version. It's definitely a different version, but I kind of like this version better. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I five starred this. I you? loved yeah. this book. Blood okay. and Steel. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Cause you just read it too. Yeah. Both just read it. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I think the way that it differs though mm-hmm. from, from Blood and Ash yep. is there's more, it started out as more of like mentorship. Yeah. Cause it's like this young woman is trying to become I can't think of the right word right now. The war swords and yeah, the war. Yeah. She wants to become one of the war swords, mm-hmm. and he, the love interest, mm-hmm. kind of becomes her mentor right. through that. And so there's a little bit of tension, tension and, and conflict. Yeah, oh, and it just, I, I just, I felt like I couldn't put it down. No, I definitely could not put it down, and I like, I definitely think I'm gonna five star the second one when I read yeah. it. Like this was, this was almost like. Similar like Akatar, where it was so good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people four star it, and like, and I think I'm knowing that the next one is going to be five star. But I really, really enjoyed it. And I just yeah. loved the ending of this. It was so surprising. Oh yeah. Like choosing herself. Mm. Not not to spoil. Like that obviously doesn't give everything away, but it was, was good stuff. I was impressed. It was good stuff. Yeah. So um, I'm halfway through the second one, and I still am just like so into it. Yeah. And honestly, it gets better because we get the love interest point of view mm. a bit in the second yes. book. I love a love interest point of view. Ah, it is so fun. Yep. Oh, I'm so excited. But yeah, the third book comes out later this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exciting stuff. I know. Yes. What else are you reading? Um. Well, so I read that. Um. I also, speaking of Danielle L. Jensen, mm-hmm. just finished uh, The Endless War, which is the second book in the second duology she wrote that was about Karis and Zara in the Bridge Kingdom world. I... Oh I, no. I four starred it <gasps> instead of five. This is the first book of hers. I did not five star. Okay. I, it just felt long. Oh no. Like it just, I was like, we probably could have shortened this by like a third, uh, you know? Yeah. And so like, that was hard. Mm-hmm. The actual stuff that happened in it was really good. Okay. And I, I did really enjoy the ending, mm-hmm. but I just like, there were certain parts that I was like, 
are we we're still here mm-hmm. we're still doing that like can we move a little bit quicker so yeah i just i wish she had maybe shortened the book a smidge yeah um because it dragged ever so slightly mm-hmm. um but overall still really enjoyed it really enjoyed the ending so excited for this Wednesday. <laughs> um, so I read that. And then I had actually a fresh book club book Ooh. for us. And this was delightful. Okay. So this is not romanticy. So this is your like once a month random, <laughs> not romanticy book that I've read. Um, but it was called Remarkably Bright Creatures. Mm-hmm. And it's all over the like book club lists. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so fun. I gave it four stars. Okay. Um, I thought about the five stars even. Mm-hmm. I ended up not, but it was very good. So okay. it was like a top tier four star book. And it was just so heartwarming. Aww. Like you have this woman, this older woman, Tova. Mm-hmm. She works in an aquarium mm-hmm. and her husband's recently passed away. You learn that her son mysteriously passed away at like the age of 18. Aww. And so she's just kind of like kind of on her own even Mm -hmm. though she has this big community around her like she has her girlfriends Mm -hmm. she has all these people that care about her so she's not actually alone but in her mind she kind of is and then there's this other character Cameron who's this like 30 year old guy Mm -hmm. who's just a screw up yeah and he finds his mom's like a drug addict yeah and he's never known his dad but he finds something and he thinks he knows who his dad is. Mm-hmm. And so he wants, and his dad is like a real estate mogul. Okay. So he wants to go track him down and get a bunch of money from his dad for all those years of right. no childcare support or whatever. And so he goes to try to find his dad and the, that brings him to the town that Tova's in. Gotcha. So their paths kind of cross. And then the third main character in this, and you're going to laugh, is the giant Pacific octopus that is in <laughs> the aquarium. His name is Marcellus. Uh-huh. And he it's not it's not like a magic thing. Like he doesn't talk right. to them. But you get Marcellus's perspective no. throughout the book. That's amazing. And he's he's incredible. That's so funny. And basically what he's doing is he's 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 helping Tova solve the mystery of her son mm-hmm. that passed away the octopus the octopus <laughs> because he's his his lifespan's only like four years mm-hmm. and he knows because every chapter of his is like day 1342 <laughs> of my captivity so he knows he's he's nearing death yeah and he's like befriended tova basically oh my gosh i love this concept so much it's it was so fun and so he's like doing all this stuff to try to like because he octopus are brilliant apparently so he's like figured all this stuff out and he's like trying (laughs) to help the humans figure it out too and it was just it was was so funny but also so heartwarming and just i love that i want to read this the more i talk about it the more i'm like maybe it is five stars i just it was a good one that's good so i i if you need like a little bit of a palate cleanser Mm -hmm. and you just want to like get in your feels a little bit Awesome. Also, I listened to this one on audiobook. Okay. And the voice of the octopus. Oh, I can't even imagine. Was like a slightly like bored British man. That sounds exactly what I would pick. Yeah, an octopus he, it was voice. like day one thousand three hundred and twenty-four <laughs> of my captivity, and he just like it just was so good. It was so good. I love that. So would highly recommend it just to get out of this romanticy world a little yeah. bit. But anyway, That's too funny. Yeah. I just, I, it was just so enjoyable. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been reading. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Let's see. What else? Oh, we have some new fam. We do. Members. We do. Guys, thank you so much for your support. If you are a fam member, that means you have joined our Patreon at the highest tier. Mm-hmm. And we deeply appreciate you. Yes. Um, One of the perks is you get shout out on the podcast. Yes. So here we go. Um, We've had four new folks join uh, since last time. We have Marissa C., Melanie Y., Amanda S., and Lady Liz. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Love the name. Um, You're incredible. Your support means the world to us. Thank you guys so much. Yep. And lots of fun perks if you want to check that out. All the info is in our like uh, link tree. Our, our link tree, our show notes, just all over the place. Just some fun ways to connect yep. and support Sarah and I if you like the podcast. So speaking of our fan members, mm-hmm. one of their perks beyond this name shout out yes. is book club. Yeah, which is happening this Sunday. So I guess I forgot that's sort of part of this week of amazing yeah. events. It's going to keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this Sunday mm-hmm. at 4 p.m. So March 3rd at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Yes. We're having book club mm-hmm. and they voted on which book they wanted to do mm-hmm. and it's going to be CC3. So we're just going to like dig in yep. even more. It is. With and this super cool group. Yes. But we get to hear their opinions, which I feel like is always better. I mean, you guys hear us talk all the time. So yes. I like hearing other people's opinions. Um, totally. And I think this one is fun because if you heard our gush session, Alex and I definitely had differing opinions on this book. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see how the rest of our fam community mm-hmm. like rated this, like this, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'll be very curious. So if you are interested in being part of book club and like deep diving into CC three combo with us, sign up for Patreon. Yep. This Sunday. Yes. Okay. That's all the announcements. Yes. Okay. This week, mm-hmm. we're finally getting to it. Yep. <laughs> Episode four, we are doing chapters 13 through 17, mm-hmm. and we are calling this episode Vipers and Worms. Yes. Lots going on. Lots going on. All right. Let's dig in. Let's do it. Chapter 13. A summary, Ethan makes a deal, and the worm reappears. The worm. The worm. Yep. Um, Ethan is literally as dumb as Therian. I was like, (laughs) who makes a deal with the Viper Queen with no specifics after Therian just did the exact same thing (laughs) and you gave him crap for it? I was like, what is happening right now? I don't understand. It was not their best move. Oh, boys are so dumb. (laughs) But like truly. I know. But also most of the characters in this book are men. Yes. (laughs) So like like, it's a lot of dumb. It is a lot of dumb. Anyway. Okay, so we start, and it's been five hours since, like, the hind left and yep. basically dumped all this information on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ethan can sit there no longer. Maybe it's yeah athlete in him. He's like, but I he's, gotta get shit done. I gotta do something. Yep. Um, so he decides he's gonna go talk to the Viper Queen to get mm-hmm. his friend freed. Um, and they're having a conversation, and she's telling him, basically, Sabine's already back on her feet, thanks to Amelie giving her first light. So, not actually dead. No, which I was very confused by. I was like, he shot her in the face. Her face was gone. Like, entirely. Does first light really work that quickly? Like, how quickly do you have to use it on somebody that's been shot in the face? I assume that would have destroyed her brain, but apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not. Um, anyways... Um, but the way she's talking, Ethan's like, you want Sabine dead? Um, she basically does. She just thinks it's too political. So she would never actually. Yeah. So I was very surprised. I was like, 
you hate Sabine this much too that you mm-hmm. want her dead? So I was a little surprised by that. Um, but also, you know, Sabine being back on her feet right. is going to go right back to wanting Sigrid. Mm-hmm. And so Ethan is like, are so what? Are you going to hand us over to her? Like, mm-hmm. what's your play here? Right. And she's like, well, it depends on how like nicely you ask me, Ethan. Mm-hmm. And so like clearly nothing comes for free. Right. With the Viper Queen, mm-hmm. whether it's their safety. Right. Or their freedom. Mm-hmm. So this is when Ethan says, what will it take? Mm-hmm. And the deal making commences. Oh, my gosh. But I love she's so nonchalant about everything that nothing ever sounds like a big deal even though <laughs> everything is a big deal with the viper queen Yeah, you're like wait what did she just say right she's like just a fight just just one fight from you a private event only for me and you're what? like okay and he's like why what? she says i place a high value on amusement especially my own one fight for safe passage and Kidos's freedom you win and it's all yours nothing more required beyond that you're like that that's it that sounds fine right it sounds totally fine yeah Ethan's like i can find someone but it just sounds so i'm like <laughs> you're so dumb it's never that simple it's never that simple Mm-mm. um so he just thinks it over for a few minutes and he's like well if i you know if i leave and try to like go talk to them of course she'll pull the deal and yep. he's like okay i'm in let's do it yeah like okay here we go yeah but the last thing that she says to him is make your brother proud the fuck does that mean i don't know i'm like what does that have to do with you fighting like this battle or is that like is she like a secret good guy i don't understand that i don't understand the viper queen she is a very confusing character to me like i can't tell she's good or bad or she just likes to play in the middle on everything and never pick a side yep i don't know she's a snake (laughs) (laughs) literally um okay so then we pivot to lydia Mm mm-hmm and I think it's so funny how she basically uses her cycle as an excuse to, like, keep Pollux away from her. Yes. Like, Pollux would be the man who's like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Blood? <laughs> Gross. Even though you kill and torture people all the time. I know. Um, but I know, like, I'm assuming this this period is, like, similar to Actar, where it was, like, debilitating pain. Yeah. And, like, they couldn't move. And it just sounds absolutely terrible. So right. I'm assuming it's similar since there is a crossover in this book. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So she's, like, basically trying to make an excuse for not going to this event that Rigolas, like, invited them to go to. Yeah. Um, because it's all part of a plan so that she can get him to leave and she can go to work on her secret plan. Yes. Of plan breakout yes of the, <laughs> the dungeons that no one has ever broken out of before right um but she's got this burner phone stash in her box of tampons which i died i was like of all the places like it's so funny that you're so not concerned about him checking your box of tampons yeah it just killed me i thought it was so ridiculous <laughs> Um, but she winds up calling ophion and has to go through like a couple levels of like codes and security to get up to top people but yep. there's basically only a few hundred people left in Ophion after everything yeah. that went down like with Cormac and the lab and everything um, but she tells him that she wants to mobilize in two days and he needs to be ready like when yep. it happens so I'm like what is your got plan? A plan what is the plan we don't know um, okay then we pivot back to Prithian we got mm-hmm. Bryce and Nesta and Asriel and Right? We have asked yeah. at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, he's with them the whole time. <laughs> I was like, wait, he's come out at this yes. point. Um, and so they start questioning her on the eight pointed star because we know that's also 
symbol mm-hmm. in Prithian. And so right. it's like this eight pointed star it crosses worlds. It's just like mm-hmm. low key everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just it it causes a lot of question marks. You're like, what? Right. What does it mean? And I mean, Bryce says she doesn't really know like if it's the starborn sign because like Rune doesn't really have one. So it's no? not really indicative of the starborn. She's just kind of like, that's the scar that happened. Right. But we know that was Nesta's tattoo. Also. Right. Which she brings up and she actually like tells her like she had the same shape and that's the reason that she followed Bryce and yeah. didn't kill her because she's like, you know, like calls to like and there's got to be a bigger reason that of all the people mm-hmm. that came to Prithian, you came and you had the eight-pointed star. Like there has to be bigger meaning yeah. for this. So... Which I we'll agree see. with her on that. Um, so Bryce is just, you know, meandering these caves looking at art when all of a sudden the Middengard worm bursts from the river behind them. Low key. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> um, okay. Chapter 14. Yes. Bryce as Ernesta battle the Middengard worm. The freaking worm. The like, worm. Also, what? Uh, Nesta had to use the mask and like this giant yep. bone yep. creature thing to like hold it down and kill it with ataraxia. Farah used a bone. Listen, I'm just saying, I don't know if this Middengard worm was like extra. Ma- maybe this was like daddy Middengard worm. <laughs> and you know, Farah dealt with like baby Middengard worm. I don't know. But I was like, but... it feels very dramatic compared to <laughs> granted Farah's was like epic and dramatic Absolutely. as well. But they're fae. She was human. <laughs> right. I'm like, I feel like you should be able to kill this a little bit easier. Granted, I know it like just eats your power. Disproportionate here. But I feel like there should be another option. Yeah. <laughs> so the opening line of this, it's like the Middengard worm had arrived at last, precisely according to Bryce's plan. Bryce. I said, excuse me, Bryce's plan. What was the plan? What? Yep. How did this work? What? Questions. Yes. Um, And I just, I'm dying. So Last week, mm-hmm. Asriel was asking a million questions about right. why her hands weren't healing. Right. He's like, no, like, it can't be this. It can't be that. What is happening? Right. And Bryce apparently had kept picking at them. Yeah. So she would keep drawing blood mm-hmm. and get the Midgard worm to find them and follow them. Right. It's like, Bryce. Come on. What are you doing? But it's like she locks eyes with Nesta as this worm, like, appears. And Nesta can just, like, read exactly what... The yep. plan was this whole time and what was happening. And Bryce just says, I'm sorry. And just bolts. Just takes Straight off. Straight up abandons them. I know. I was like, this is not you, Bryce. <sighs> I don't And her mind, they're like. I know. They're her captors. Her captors. Right. She's trying to escape her captors. So but, I kind of get it. Yeah. But. So she's like running down this tunnel when she hears Azriel scream in pain. And then Nesta screams. And then it just goes quiet. And you're like, oh, no. Um, I'm freaking out. I'm like, excuse me, Azriel and Nesta. Okay. What? Um, but she's like mentally having this battle. She's like, Hunt would like freak out at me. Randall would be like telling me to go. Like, but I, I can't. I can't like leave yeah. them. Which, okay, that's the Bryce we know. Yes. Um, and so she turns around and like starts running back. Yes. Which, on a side note, freaking SJM. So it says, but Bryce began running again, hurtling through the cave back toward Nesta and Asriel and prayed there was something left for her to save. That was one of our teaser quotes. Mm-hmm. That is not at all what I thought the teaser <laughs> quote was connected to. And I was like, SJM, come on. Yeah. Of all the teaser quotes, you pick that one and it's just about her turning around. That's it. Yeah, that's true. Actually, now that you say that. I thought that. it was a deeper thing, like something left to save in, you know, mm-hmm. Crescent City. Something. Her friends, her family. I don't know. I was I was bummed that this is where that quote came in. I didn't even realize that now until Sneaky. you're saying it. <laughs> Sneaky SJM. 
Um, okay. So she doesn't see as when she gets back there, but she does see Nesta and she is just like lying there face down. And when she turns her over, she is not dead. Nope. She was pretending. And Tricky. then Azriel has a sword to her back. Yep. Um, so props to Nesta. She basically like, she realized when Bryce had saved her from those traps back earlier in the cave that yep. like she has, you know, a softy heart and she just assumed that Bryce would come back if she tricked her. She wasn't wrong. She was not wrong. Clever, clever Nesta. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is funny. Uh, Bryce says her mother would kill her for being so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Cracked me up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're still there. They're still in the river because Nesta now says that Bryce is bait. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they haven't killed the worm. Right. And they're not running from the worm. Mm-hmm. They're luring it back to yes. them. They just kind of like battled it away ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Okay, then we're back at the Viper Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan is sharing basically his his plan yeah what what he agreed to right mm-hmm. uh let's see what did you notice well i'm grateful that therian at least had the intelligence to realize that ethan made a horrible deal <laughs> i was like well that's that sounds it's about right re- it's a lot easier to tell other people 100 they're dumb than yes. acknowledge yourself of course <laughs> uh but there's no going back now but he's uh, therian's like ethan like why are you even making this deal because if i get free the river queen is still after me so yeah. i'm not really free or safe if i leave like i yeah. had to come here for a reason right but ethan's like hero complex I clearly know. got in the way he's here total savior complex um so we pivot back to bryce as and nesta yep. um and now they're fighting the worm and it is clearly after bryce like specifically yeah um, well because her blood has been the trail this whole time right um, and Nesta winds up, so it like comes back. Nesta tries to use her silver flames, but apparently the worm like eats her powers, which is weird, super weird. Um, cause that's death like magic. Right. And I'm also like, okay, it eats yours instead of putting on the mask. How about Azriel uses his power? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. That's just, just my thought. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Nope. We're going to put on the mask. It's yeah. cool. We go straight to the, ma- the dead, the, the mask. Yeah. I was like, you pull it out. Like, it's no big deal to Yeah, pull it, it felt out. very nonchalant. <laughs> I was like, wait, excuse me? The mask? Like, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, And Az just starts, like, dragging Bryce away from Nesta and the worm once yeah. Nesta puts that on. Like, he's scared. Oh, for good reason. Yeah. Um, But Nesta summons, like, this old, like, carcass but yep. of bones, essentially, and uses it to, like, hold down the worm so she <laughs> can, like, run up on it and, like, stab it in the head with ataraxia. Yep. She, she kills it. it it sounds pretty epic it does it is pretty cool but did, that was just i don't i don't know what about azriel's power what I, about like I, I have to assume that this was like big daddy worm and that's the be. only reason it had to be the death mask i guess you know yeah but no more worm no more worm it's yes. gone but the moment between azriel and nesta oh my god it was so precious it's so pre- like in a way it's like he's her brother-in-law like i know they're not tech but like basically yeah it's this really sweet like brother sister-in-law moment where he Mm -hmm. clearly like loves her and cares for her like as part of family and he's like calling her back to them i know so sweet oh yes but he he like wants it like and it's not just that he's trying to get nesta back he like wants the creature to rest too which i thought was like it's so asriel for him to like be caring about like this dead creature yeah so 
Um, yeah, but he's ordering her to like, let the creature rest, take off the mask. He's like, Cassian's waiting for you, Nesta, take off the mask. He's waiting for you at the house of wind at home. And then he like lists like Gwen and Emery and Feyre and Elaine and Nyx. But Nyx is the last one that really gets her. And I'm like, you must love this baby. Like you must love being an aunt. There's nothing like an auntie. I know. I can't wait to see the next Akatar book and see like how everybody interacts and everything like that. I'm so excited. It's going to be good. I know. But yeah, that's just like, that was so tender. It was. And then as soon as she takes it off, he like holds her and he just keeps saying, thank the mother. Mm -hmm. Like, so tender. It's so sweet. Okay. So next chapter. Next chapter. Chapter 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce apologizes and Rune passes Intel today. Yeah. I was shocked that Rune actually made contact with Lydia, but like yep. sob. He is so <laughs> terrible to her. And I get it. I know she lied. I know she did awful things, but like she loves you and she like did things to help you and she's not a bad person when i'm i can only imagine how much pain he is in yeah and i feel like it's easier to cling to anger in those moments for sure and i think that's why he's like just so vicious yeah because it's the only thing that's like bringing him out of that pain right but it sucks i feel like hope is a stronger emotion like oh i don't know i know i know but anyways, so we're back with Bryce. She yes. is apologizing, as you said, to Azriel and Nesta about yep. everything. Um, and basically we find out essentially Reese knew that she was going to try to go through the grate. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, did you get that when you were trying to read her mind of like what her like initial intentions are with things? Yeah. I'm curious. Well, I think that's why he like shut that door off mm-hmm. so hard. Like even if she opened it, she couldn't go through it. Right. Because it's almost like he's like forcing her. Yeah. Like funneling her into that exactly. option. Exactly. He's like, she's not going to stay still. Right. This is her only option. Right. So she's going to do it. But. Right. And so like they caused the cave in so that they could see where she was gonna go and like follow her um so i mean props to them it's a good plan it is and nesta basically is the one that wanted to do it because she wanted to know about the eight-pointed star right um because she hadn't just seen it on her tattoo also in a quote no place good so yeah oh yeah so she doesn't give any more clarification which for good reason i would not be giving out details of the prison either so right Mm mm-hmm which we know back from Silver Flames. That's where right. the harp was found. Correct. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. What happens next? Well, they wind up stopping because this massive chasm is just stretching That's out right. before them. So, but then we pivot back to Rune and Lydia. Yes. And so Rune is being very just like, he's all business. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I need to pass on the intel. Well, it's shocking because this is the first time he's actually made contact with Lydia like willingly because there was that one time he was like drifting because he was in so much pain and he was just like I'm choosing the pain and like falls off the mental boat he's on to avoid Lydia like that's how much he doesn't want to talk to her right so it's shocking that he's choosing to right now yeah but Intel is Intel so exactly so he kind of shares that the Prince of the Pit paid them a visit Mm -hmm. and Bryce did not make it there right and they don't really know where they know they, they don't think she's dead and Lydia kind of confirms that. He's, mm-hmm. She's like, otherwise the Asteri would not be looking right. this hard for her. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason that Lydia is like, hey, there's there's hope here, to mm-hmm. your point, is she's like, he would not be looking this hard mm-hmm. if he wasn't afraid of right. where she actually ended up. 
Right. Because like he's been all up in hell and not finding her. Mm-hmm. So he's like, where did she actually go? Right. So we may not know where that is, but mm-hmm. between, you know, the Prince of Hell's reactions mm-hmm. and the way the Asteri is still working. Right. We're like, maybe our perspective is like, maybe Bryce is exactly where she needs to be. Maybe right. Perthian really was the right place for her to go. Right. Because... Regulus is scared mm-hmm. with this concept. Right. But Lydia's worried, like, she's not going to have, she doesn't have a lot of time, essentially. Yeah. Because there's a thousand mystics looking for her. And, you know, Rune's like, enough time to do what? And she's like, to find help. So, I mean, I think it's interesting how Lydia doesn't really know Bryce, but she has so much faith in her. I, I love it. I'm like, ladies supporting ladies. I'm just really, <laughs> I'm kind of shocked with yeah. her almost like, unearned trust factor rest with Bryce yeah you know Mm -hmm. like there's an integrity about Bryce that if you know anything about what happened in CC1 Mm -hmm. which she would have she was at the you know summit yeah and then if you started to experience what happened in CC2 like Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can't not respect Bryce right Mm -hmm. like she's brave she puts other people before herself Mm -hmm. and she's strong as all hell yeah so Mm -hmm. true it makes sense. I love how she told Ruth, though, that he underestimates his own sister. Yeah. I was like, burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she, Lydia winds up telling Rune, like, I'm doing what I can to help you. And oh, so, da- so bad. Yeah. He says, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I'm only here because other people's lives depend on it. You're dead to me. So <laughs> vicious. <laughs> it's so vicious. Rune. Oh, so that chapter ends. And then we go to chapter 16. Yes. So Bryce, Azrael, and Nesta make it to the end of the tunnel. And then Therian warns Ari on Ethan regarding the fight. Yeah. So the adventure continues for Nesta, as and Bryce. Um, yes. I, also, I just need to point out, I've been doing a lot of uh, voice to text for my notes or voice to like writing in my notes yeah. and it's so interesting some of the comments like or some of the spellings so it says nesta israel and bryce so we've got israel <laughs> now in here um but sometimes it picks up Azrael, so i just have to Impressive. like i have to know what i'm saying um but anyways the three of them they Azrael winds up giving bryce some power to winnow yes. which shocking but then they stumble upon a massive door with an eight-pointed star and i'm very worried for what is to come oh yeah that is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we start, and I am beyond confused why this is such a big deal. Um, they're like, Azrael can't stretch out his wings because they're at the massive chasm. Right. And they're like, Azrael can't stretch out his wings, so obviously we can't fly over it. Yep. Why are we not winnowing? Azrael can winnow. Because he winnows. Azrael, it's not technically winnowing, quote unquote, but he has his shadow abilities to teleport. So it's like, why can't he teleport? Why can't he teleport? But he can take people with his teleport. I believe so. Then why are we having this whole conundrum of what are we going to do? I don't know. Because we already know Bryce can winnow. So like, you don't need to reprove that she can winnow. (sighs) That's a good question. But I feel like this is the, this, this part like was so confusing to me. I did not understand SJM's writing in this part. And like, maybe I'm wrong and maybe he can't winnow with people, but I feel like he can. Yeah, that's confusing. So I don't know. Anyways, Azrael can't winnow, apparently. Yep. He can't fly. so Because it's so narrow. It's so narrow. He can't stretch out his wings. Um, but they need to get across the chasm. So Bryce essentially convinces him to power up her battery. Well, she explains her powers, right? Because right? mm-hmm. they're like, you winnowed. Right. And she's like, I Right. Can't, but the fact that he's willing to trust her kind of astounds me. Well, I mean, I think for him, he's he's shooting someone with his power. Like either she dies or it works and that's 
I guess. But giving her the ability <laughs> to winnow again, it's like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because you don't know if like she's powered well, we up. We kind of already established that she's always going to come back for them with the warp. I guess, but not really. If there's no danger, you know what I mean? If they winnow across this chasm, oh, what's to say she doesn't just leave them? That's and, true. And like go winnow right after. Like, why would she stay? That's a good question. You're right. Because I'm, I'm very shocked at like the amount of trust that they are giving Bryce. Because if it had been any other person yeah. that came to Prithian, this would not have happened. Yeah. Like any of it. So mm. I find it very odd. Um, and I think this is one of like my like well, tiffs but- with the crossovers. I don't like how yeah. the Prithian characters are written in. Well, I think Nesta kind of uses her phone as But that's leverage. such crap. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't leave, like, I would leave my captors with the phone. Who cares? Like, I mean, but they're, like, that's her only lifeline to those people and the photos. Right, but if you give her the ability to winnow, like, what's to stop her from winnowing out of the world? I don't know. I find that, like, <laughs> such a dumb leverage tactic. Yeah. This whole scene, I really didn't like. But anyways... Um, as hits her with this power. And yep. I think it's interesting that she makes a note that it was like a hundred proof liquor. It was like undiluted. Yeah. So I find that interesting that his power is so different feeling than like hunts. Correct. Um, I don't know what it means, but maybe yeah. cause this is like home world. Maybe it's like more OG, OG power. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. But then she like grabs both of their hands and winnows them across. Yeah. Um, and when she's like holding their hands and they land, she can like feel the blades singing to her. Um, I know, but she, you know, it's interesting because like as obviously like notices it too, and like he's like, get away from he's me. like, yeah, he gives her the look, <laughs> like get off. Um. Okay. So let's see. They're walking down this tunnel, and there's a bu- there's more carvings on the wall, mm-hmm. and among them is the cauldron and Romuel, and so they're just kind of you know talking about like myths and what's real for the High Fae, mm-hmm. a little bit more of like Perithian history lesson or whatever. Right. Um, and then they talk about the mask and um, if there was like a sentience to it and did Bryce feel it? I think Nest is kind of trying to feel out how similar Bryce is to her. Right. Like, can you like, are you like a death incarnate thing? Mm-hmm. Like the way I control the troves, do right. you control the troves? Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of talking about like, what does it mean to be made? And right. All those things. Yeah. And then that leads into the discussion of like what happens when they die. Cause she gives them the rundown of like, you know, the under King and the yep. second light and all of that. And they're basically like, no, you just like rest in peace with the mother. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that sounds oh, so nice. You're like lovely. Yeah. But then she tells, cause they're like, oh, like that's going to suck for you. And she's like, well, not me. Cause I basically traded out my place yep. for Danica sucks for her. But, um, yeah. So she doesn't really know what's going to happen to her. Um, mm. I don't know. I'd be curious to see. <laughs> yeah. But Nesta does end up giving Bryce, um, her phone back since, she winnowed them across mm-hmm. but i thought it was funny she did tell her that trying to figure out what it does has been driving us all crazy i was cracking up <laughs> and i was like i was thinking about it though and it's like i think about you know my 13 year old self and if you gave me a cell phone like, like what we a today cell phone it'd be like what the frig is this <laughs> like so i can't imagine like giving a phone to like somebody from the 18th century like right. they would have no clue what it does so For real. just hilarious and she was freaking out about like Oh, I guess we get to that. But like the fact that there's so much music stored on there. Yes. It was cracking me up. So funny. Um, Okay. So then we're back at the Viper Queen spot. Mm-hmm. And Therian is basically like all up on Ariana saying, you better not kill Ethan. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. I was like, I'm glad you're like so overprotective of him. But like, do you care about Ariadne? Like, yeah. I mean, I get it. But she just, 
he's like, you, you'd make an enemy out of Tristan and he could tear you up and then I would finish you. And I was like, whoa, Ew. let's like calm down. She doesn't have a choice. Yeah, but like, I think he's just like freaking out because oh, yeah. Ethan signed up for this mm-hmm. to help him. So right. he's like, if Ethan dies, that's on me. I know. But like Ariadne questions like why he thinks that, you know, she'd be the one that w- would fight Ethan. He's like, obviously you're the only one worth fighting. Right. Um, But, you know, Therian just isn't concerned for her because she's apparently always looking out for number one. Yeah. So. And mm-hmm. Ariadne's response is, do you like your wolf cooked with barbecue sauce or gravy? And you're like, <laughs> oh, Apparently okay. she doesn't care. <laughs> um, um, okay. So then we're back with Nesta and Bryson as mm-hmm. and talking about all the music on there. Yep. And I, of course Nesta would be so excited about right. this. Like Cassie and getting her that gift that was Symphonia or whatever. Yeah, is a really big deal. So like just having all that access to music. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. She would be so excited. Yeah. But it was just funny. Like they're like, oh, like how does this work? She's like, I don't know. I just. I have this and it, it just does. It does this. And I have, <laughs> oh, and it does this, but I don't know how it does it. And yeah. oh, it also does this. I don't know how it does it. I was yeah. just like, that sounds like every person in America right now. Like, oh, my phone can take photos. I don't know how it works. There's just a camera and you click it and it's, yeah. that's done. Ask me how the internet works. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I literally know it used no to go idea. like, w, literally like it was dial no up idea. and it was connected into my phone somehow. My like in a way, phone. I feel like I could have understood dial up more than Wi-Fi. I don't get Wi-Fi. I don't know. I have no idea how it works. I don't either. And I'm like, why does it only work in some places? And I don't know. I don't. It's too much technology for me. Way too much. I appreciate it. Don't really care how it works. Yeah. You're like, we just know it works. It works. <laughs> um, so they finally arrive at the end of this tunnel, which yes. ends because there is a massive, like 30 foot wide, like super high door yeah. with an eight pointed star on the center of it. Um, and Nessa has like no idea where this place is or what it is. Um, and like, she says it's not the same place that she had seen the star before that she mentioned like to Bryce earlier about being like the place that's not good. She yeah. just has no idea what this is. Like none of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bryce puts her hand on the door, which yeah, just a casual touch. Right. And Azrael's like, did you really think that would work? Which I cracked up. Cause I was like, I don't know. I don't know what else you do, but then it does work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so the lowest spike of the star, a triangle of a door slid open. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapter 17. Last one. All right. Summary trapped Bryce, Azrael and Nesta travel deeper and find themselves in a prison i said holy shit they are in the prison and like wtf ethan had to fight sigrid yep what is happening in this chapter lots a lot um okay so opening only dry ancient darkness waited beyond the star door no sound or hint of life just more darkness older somehow than the tunnel behind them heavier more watchful like it was alive and hungry i don't like it what why is the tunnel hungry? Why is the tunnel hungry? <laughs> you do not enter a tunnel that's hungry. You know what that's called? A mouth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's danger. Yeah. But Bryce stepped into it anyway. <laughs> I'm dying. I know. Like, of course. Of course she did. I know. So as soon as all three step inside, the door like closes before they can stop it. And they have been sealed in. Of course. Of course. Um. um they're in the prison. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Nesta's like, this is the place I last saw the star on your chest. We call it the prison. Bump, bump, and I was like, bump. how did you get to the freaking prison? Yeah. From like you were in the hewn city. These are the questions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Then we're back at the Viper Queens. Mm-hmm. 
this section started out with, it was like game day, Ethan told himself. I'm like, Ethan, this is not game day. No, this is like an, <laughs> a battle to the death. Yeah. Essentially. So let's reframe. Right. But he's like trying to pump himself up to <laughs> like fight with Ariadne. And classic. You know, when the Viper Queen finally walks in, he asks where she is. And she says that Ariadne is no longer her in her employ. And you're like, wait, what? Where did she go? Right. Apparently an offer came in about an hour ago that was too good to refuse. And even though she isn't the Viper Queen's slave, it was advantageous for both of them. So Ariadne agreed. What does that mean? Where is she? I don't know. But the Viper Queen likes to chime in and say, if you ask me, I think she said yes in order to avoid having to toast Holstrom to a crisp. I wonder who might have made her feel bad about that. Ooh. Therian. So I'm like, wait. Was she going to fight Ariadne? Or was he going to fight Ariadne? I mean, it sounds like it. Had Therian not tried to be the good guy? Maybe. That guy just always making stupid mistakes. But also, I like Ariadne. I really hope a future book goes into her a bit more. Because I mm -hmm. feel like I was so excited about this dragon character. Yeah. And she got a name. And I feel like we hardly get her. She's a minor, like minor, 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 like a D character. Like I really thought like we're here. Right. We're back at the Viper Queens. She's here. We'll get a bunch of her. Yeah. Then. Not to spoil, but like she's not really in the book after not this. Really. Like at all. <laughs> it's very confusing. I know. Anyway. Um, but there's been a switch in fighters mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. Yep. And Ethan is going to fight the Fender Air. Of course. Yep. Like, it's so obvious that that's who she wanted him to fight. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, excuse me, what? Yeah. Um, You can't fight Sigrid. Yeah. She's supposedly going to be your alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. No. Um, okay. So we're back at the prison. Mm-hmm. And Asriel, of course, is like, we should get Reese. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Ness is like, like, Ness is like, no, we should find out, like, why we've been led here by Rice's star, essentially. And I'm like, Ness, I feel like this is not the best time for just, like playing games and exploring right um, but they can't contact reese mind to mind within the prison so they'd have right. to like hike all the way out and that's a whole thing so mm -hmm. they're yeah. like well i guess we'll just explore a little bit a little but yeah asriel thinks that the door must have been like a portal that got them from the mainland out there so i'm like okay we've got an explanation i'll yeah. take it well we've talked about like some of these random portals being throughout Prithian before. Right, because there was the one under the mountain that went exactly. from the spring court. So, but yeah. there are some. So this might just be another one that nobody knew about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so they're like standing super close together and Bryce feels like the sword calling her. But again, Asriel like gives her this warning look, which means he must feel it too. So I'm interested, like, is it because it's his sword or is there something like, does he have an, the two of them? Does he have like some extra power that we don't Ooh. know about yet? That's like similar to Bryce's. Interesting. I don't know. I'm curious. Bryce wants to go to the eight pointed star on the floor beneath the wards yes. um, because she can like feel that there are awards so like clearly yes. her and nesta definitely have something yes similar which yes. i mean we all speculate that luna's horn is the fourth trove exactly which i don't think it's ever actually confirmed yeah we talked about that last week but yeah it, it, it basically is basically um so i'm assuming that's why she can feel the wards right because she's got it in her back so but it's a similar thing to like the harp where it's mm -hmm. a separate chamber that is you know yeah. locked off so mm -hmm. asriel can't enter it right but in theory, Bryce and Nesta mm -hmm. could. Right. As is. Yes. So oh. Bryce is Bryce is like, I'm 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 going in. Mm -hmm. Like like stay back or whatever. But she's like, no, I mean it. You guys stay here. Like I'm I'm going through. I'm gonna see what we have, you know, in store. Right. 
And so it, it's interesting, Bryce, it, it says Bryce's fingers tightened around the amulet. Then she looked over Azriel's shoulder and her eyes widened, watched out. He dropped her hand instantly, whirling to the unseen, unsensed opponent, the non-existent opponent. Once again, sneaky Bryce tricks Azriel into being distracted and bolts through the wards. Yep. And she's on her own, quote yep. unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but it said cold fury tightened his features, but Nesta was smirking with something like approval. <laughs> it's like, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it seems like on the floor, there seems to be like a map of the cosmos of Midgard. Like she sees all of the constellations like Orion and all of these different ones. So I'm like, this is a weird connection right. thing. Which all sound very similar to Earth constellations. They like do. Mm-hmm. New series. SJM <laughs> connecting. <laughs> Um, but she winds up asking Nesta about the harp and Nesta tells her that like it allows people to travel between physical places as well as the fact that it is made and can stop time itself, yep. which I'm like, you're just freely willy nilly giving out like crazy secretive information. Like who else knows that the harp can just stop time? Like, why are you telling this person that you don't know if they're like a friend or a foe yet? I find it so bizarre. Yeah. Like, that's not Nesta to just give out info, no big I think deal. she's so curious about Bryce. I don't know. It's it's so interesting. It's like, the eight-pointed star, too, where she's I just know. like, there's got to be a reason. My hope is that the next Akatar book, it's almost not a recap, but it, like, yeah. pulls in, like, pieces of this crossover where it's, like, you get their, like, why they thought that way. Yeah. So that we can understand, like, their mindset mm-hmm. a little bit more because I don't feel like we're getting – the proper mindset right. of these characters. Cause like I said, like this is not typical Nesta behavior. Yeah. So I'm I just totally curious. see that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then um, Bryce is asking if like Luna's horn, like if there was ever a made object called the horn, mm-hmm. cause she's starting to connect these dots. Right. And she says, I don't know why. And Bryce says, someone put your harp here for a reason. And she says it has, it was left for someone like me. I think all those carvings in the tunnels might be to remind us of what happened. The carvings tell a story and they're an invitation to come here to find the truth. Interesting. (gasps) Yeah. And then Bryce steps onto the star. Yeah. And the chapter ends. Uh Uh-huh. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> Cliffy. Yeah. Crazy. So crazy. Yes. Okay. So next week we're going to do chapters 18 through 21. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a lot of history. Uh. <laughs> We've got this. We've got this. <laughs> um, and also if you just a friendly reminder about Patreon, if yes. you want to join book club, talk all the, all things CC three, it is this Sunday, this Sunday for our fam members and romanticine launches this Friday. Yes. So big, big, big week. Final re reminders yes. of our big week. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. And we hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.